nothing makes an entrepreneur or a business owner smile more than a positive cash flow and to hear their business banker say, your loan's been approved. Yes, indeed. And that's why today's topic is on small business loans and specifically on how to get your banker to show you the money. She's a respected and trusted business advisor, an Ivy League business expert, best-selling author, and no-nonsense lawyer. She's Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Whether you're an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur working for someone else, I want to give you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Because no one likes getting blindsided by what you don't know but somehow should or getting stuck paying for it later. Think of it as a mini MBA and school of hard knocks wrapped in one and on steroids. This is Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. And here to help us understand how to make those loan approvals and smiles happen more often and more reliably and dependably is Ms. Liz Cantino, Vice President of Business Banking at PNC Bank. Because when you need a business loan to help keep your small business afloat or to fund an expansion plan, that isn't the time you want to find out that you don't qualify. Ms. Cantino is an accomplished banking professional with more than 14 years of banking experience and expertise in launching new accounts, devising new business development initiatives by researching current market trends, underwriting complex commercial credit with primarily high net worth individuals and businesses, and motivating partners to achieve individual productivity goals for client retention through superior service and follow-up. What I most enjoy about Liz is that she's not only incredibly smart and practical about financial matters, but she's also someone who is wonderfully approachable and who genuinely wants to help your business be more successful. And today, she's going to reveal the secret ingredient of an effective business banking relationship and how best to make that loan approval magic happen. It's so good to have you here today. Welcome to Business Confidential, Liz. Hello, Hannah. It's so good to be here with you today. I look forward to sharing as much as I can on the process and the relationship that it takes to seek those approvals and and to make them happen and how I make them happen for my clients. You know, Liz, when it comes to business, we've often heard the saying that cash is king. And yet for small businesses and particularly startups, cash can be in such short supply. What's the secret ingredient to getting your banker to show you the money? I think that the basis of that really, and that, and it can be a startup or a mature business, but I think the basis of that is the is starting with a solid relationship with your banker. And the cash is king term really has to do with, well, the fact is, is that most businesses go uh, state, the reason that they go out of business is because they go bankrupt. So poor cash management practices in general um, is the number one reason why businesses struggle. So I think that term cash is king, you know, from a startup perspective, it just means that it's preparation, having that post-transaction liquidity. For a mature business, it means having that cushion, having the available funds to help with expansion, to put down on a, a lending transaction, having that skin in the game. So so when I hear that term cash is king, it means different things, I think, to different stages of business. But 
the basis of of getting approved, in my opinion, is the relationship, communicating with your banker and being willing, trusting them and being willing to meet with them and provide them with all of the details so that they can help you to strategize before you actually need the request. So it shouldn't be a surprise to the banker that you're in a position to borrow. They should already know that. Well, let's talk about the relationship and mm-hmm. and let's dive down into that a little bit more. Why is it so important? Well, it's important because your banker it needs to be in a position where they can be an internal advocate for your business. And so the only way that they can do that is by understanding your business inside and out, knowing the processes that you're utilizing. The more that that I know about my client's business, the more that I can identify the, the appropriate solutions that they need to be successful. You know, for example, I sit down with clients all the time and, um, you know, they, all, they, they want a line of credit. And when we really look at the business and and why they need that line of credit, the issue sometimes is when we start looking at the process, they're invoicing. Um, And and maybe the the invoicing process can be sped up. Maybe we can digitize it, make it, give give their... um, the people, their clients, more options to pay them so that they receive the money more quickly. So there's not that huge gap there. They may still need the line of credit to help fund the gap between, you know, the time that they they put out the product and the time that they get paid. But just the small things like just knowing their processes and providing them the right invoicing technology or solutions could help with that gap anyway. So you're diving down into the process to help them fine tune it. And actually that helps you too, because this way, if they can speed up the the turnover in getting their receivables and their money in, that would make sure that the the loans can be repaid because the cash flow, the velocity is there. And you could even shorten up the terms. If they've got 60 days, maybe they should go to 45 or 30. Exactly. There's options there to help tighten up things. What's the best way to build a good relationship? You know, because sometimes people think, well, I've got my checking account and they're doing my credit card, my merchant banking, and, you know, I just go on an as-needed basis. You make an interesting point about why it's important, but how do you go about doing this? You know, banks are these, these big monolithic things. They're not like somebody you have a glass of wine with or have a beer with. Uh, tell me, <laughs> yeah. You know, tell me more about how how you should go about building a relationship because that doesn't happen overnight in any type of relationship. You are correct. It does not happen overnight. I, I think the very first step in building that good relationship is communication, making the time to meet with your banker. I know I run into this as a banker often where, you know, the business owner, I'm too busy to meet with you. I don't need anything right now. I'll call you when I need something kind of thing. And and the truth is, is that I really need to be meeting with you 
on a fairly regular basis, quarterly, if your business is in a growth phase, quarterly is certainly not unrealistic. If your business is in a more mature phase, maybe annual is appropriate, but really figuring out when a good time is for you, but not meeting until you need something is not a good plan. Building the trust, I mean, I think that comes with the business owner being open about the details and and, and the challenges that they're experiencing. Another thing that I really um, feel like opens up that trust is having I like it when my clients introduce me to their CPA, their other consultants that are that are advising them in the business so that we're all on the same page. Because sometimes the CPA strategy is very different than the growth strategy of the company. So the the client might say, well, we're in expansion mode or we're looking at purchasing another location and and the CPA is structuring their uh, tax returns just simply to to mitigate their tax liability, which typically leaves the balance sheet in not in a desirable position to borrow. You know, I'll go back to, you know, the whole cash is king concept. Well, you want your bottom line and your balance sheet to be strong when you're in a growth phase. And so the CPA needs to be on board with that and and the banker needs to be having that conversation. The other thing is providing and knowing how to receive and get the proper financial information to your banker. Again, that relationship and introducing them to the CPA can help expedite that. And getting it in a timely manner is another thing. I, I can tell you a number of times where, you know, we're in a hurry to borrow this money and then I send them the laundry list, if you will, of information that, that I need to move forward and and then the clock stops and, and I and I haven't received it. It's weeks, it's a month. And so when you talk about building that good relationship with your banker, Certainly, financial preparation is key. And then sharing the plan that you have for your business. They're budgeting, you're forecasting. Um, how are you doing that? Can your banker help you implement some things that can help forecast your cash flow? And then having some key conversations around what's next so that we can figure out a plan that best meets the needs of the company to prepare you for what's next after but when the business is in that mature phase. So anyhow, I mean, I think those are the ways that I feel are the best way to build that good relationship. So it comes down to good communications, the financial preparation. And what I really like about what you just described is even if you as a young business may not have the tools available, that's something that you can bring to the party in terms of sharing whether it's invoicing technology or some other Mm -hmm. forecasting tools in order to help sharpen their business acumen and move their business forward to the next level. So it's about transparency as well. Let's talk about the nitty-gritty of like a loan application for a minute. Mm -hmm. And the key factors, you you know, you talked about a laundry list of items, and I I don't need you to provide that whole laundry list. (laughs) That's probably more time than we have. It is. (laughs) Yeah. But let's let's just talk about the top one or two or even three factors that you look at in a loan application because those things aren't there. The rest of the laundry list isn't going to matter. And your laundry list is probably focused on the 
hardcore data that you're trying to accumulate at which you then evaluate and look at. So let's look at the evaluation process and the key factors you look for in a loan application. Sure. Again, some liquidity, cash on hand. That's important. Also, I think what business owners sometimes don't realize is we look at a global picture. Okay, so it's not just how the business is performing. We want to know, we're going to look at your personal credit, your personal debts, because we're going to take a global picture, global debt service coverage ratio. That's what we call it. How the business is performing and also how you are performing personally, because most of the loans that we do require a personal, 100% personal guarantee on the note. And so I well, think... Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, a business, i got to put my lawyer hat on here for a second. A business <laughs> is, a, you know, is a separate legal entity. You know, why should I have to be... that? And that's one of the reasons I, I set up my corporation, my business, in order to protect my personal assets. Now you're asking me to put everything on red seven. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> Really? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, All the right. personal guarantee, uh, yeah. And I, and I think the personal guarantee is, you know, w- the bank wants to see that the business owner has some skin in the game. And I think when you get into very much larger corporations, and when I say much larger, I'm up there in the $75 million to $100 million in revenue corporations where they can start looking at limited and, and no guarantees. But for small business, you know, the bank wants to see that, um, that there's some skin in the game. If we're going to take the risk and, and lend the money, we want to know that there's a secondary source of repayment in the event that the business can no longer fill that obligation. This is a partnership. We want to partner with your business and, and loan you the money because we believe in your business. We're, we're certainly not going to lend to a business that we don't believe will be successful. But again, there needs to be that secondary source of repayment and even a, even a third source of repayment for that matter. But the personal guarantee is in place for that reason. But, you know, just to, to go back to what's important in the, in the loan application, couple of things to keep in mind that are important. I mentioned liquidity for the business, positive net income. Also, leverage is a big driver on uh, loan applications. We want to make sure that you know the company doesn't have lots of debts in comparison to the assets that they have. So we look at that very closely. If I had to say a couple of things, obviously, cash flow and debts on the company, debts personally, personal credit, uh, weigh heavily into the loan application decision. And then the importance of are they running a successful business, who the management is, you know, things like that also go into it. But if you're just looking at black and white, those are the things that are most important. The management piece of it brings it right back to the relationship having confidence in the people that you're lending to, their ability and skills to be able to run their business the way they're supposed to. Absolutely. Yeah, I I see that the need for a good relationship is clearly a secret ingredient to having your banker show you the money, for sure. 
Now, if I'm shopping for a new banking relationship, let's say, because in a way, the way banking has gone with more automation and ATM machines on every street corner, it's very easy to have more distance in a relationship because, you know, I need money. I just go to the machine. Well, why can't I press the loan button? Okay, because doesn't it come out? <laughs> It'll be sweet, wouldn't oh it? It would be so sweet. <laughs> yeah. But, but now here we go on the other end of the spectrum to say, oh, no, we need a relationship. And it makes perfect sense. I'm teasing you a little bit here. Yeah. Liz, yeah. But if I don't have that relationship because I've gotten accustomed to pushing the button on the ATM, I have my checking account set up and I'm doing a lot of my transactions electronically. My credit card processing is electronically. So I'm not having that personal contact where I can pick up the phone necessarily and even know who my banker is. I know my bank, but not mm-hmm. the banker. And maybe I'm not happy with something that's going on in uh, a credit line, or I shouldn't say a credit line, but with, with my checking or fees are being increased or whatever it is. I am shopping around for a new bank. And now that you've educated me, a better banking relationship. How would I go about finding that? What should I be looking for in a bank in order to decide whether I go with Bank A or with Liz Cantino at PNC Bank? Well, I, I think that that's a that's a really fair question, but you know, I, I think that there's some some key things that a business owner should look at when they're when they're shopping banks and interviewing bankers. And the first and, and most important thing to me, obviously, is knowledge and experience. When you sit down with that banker and you call, you know, if a business owner is calling banks and saying, you know, I, I want to move my banking relationship and, and, and they're put in touch with a business banker, I think it's important that that business banker take a genuine interest in their business. They should expect that their business banker visits their business, wants to understand when they sit down with that banker, that that banker wants to understand the, the short and long-term goals for their business, not just for their business, but for the owners of the business. It's not unheard of for, um, the banker to even provide the owner and the business with resources and experts to help facilitate the relationship and and listening to provide good solutions. I think all of that's very important. Also mentioning to them that, you know, that they want to be an advocate for the business within the bank. I think that that's very important. Also a banker should be a resource for industry information. We have a lot of resources available to us to provide to our clients, you know, helpful industry information. So your banker should be willing to to share that with you. So I, I think that taking an interest in the business, listening, helping them to achieve their long-term and short-term goals, I think doing all that leads the business owner to the right banker. I think when you're sitting down with them and you're looking for those key things, I think they'll find the right banker if they do that. Very good. So these are things I'm looking for, but how do I go about setting up an appointment with the bank? Who should I ask for? Should I be looking to meet with a vice president or, you know, a teller behind the window? I mean, who, how do I do this? I think, you know, if you call the bank, you ask to speak to a business banker. 
if you um, if you walk into a branch, I mean, our brand, like with PNC, our branch managers are prepared to sit down and have a fuller conversation with a business owner, and from there can determine who is the right person to bring to the table. Is it a business banker? Is it the manager in the branch that can handle that relationship? So it's not that hard. All you have to do is ask, nope. and All even you if you just walk in and start asking questions, and people will start directing you to the right path, to the right person, and and then you that's exactly start. right. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no excuses. Who knew? Who knew that it's that it easy. was that easy to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's easy. It's, it's easy. easy, and yeah. it's a great way to help provide a safety net for your business so that when you do need that line of credit or a loan, the relationship is in place. And hopefully you've been asking questions of that banker beforehand so that they can have the conversation with the CPA if your balance sheet is focused on optimizing a different issue than expansion like you described before. And that everything can be synchronized and move the process along. I think that's wonderful. That's that's really yeah. powerful for yeah. businesses to know because too often we just get wrapped up in the convenient and certainly all the automation that banks have provided a lot of convenience, but not necessarily set us up for optimizing relationships, which are so key. You've been just wonderful in terms of the information you've provided. I, I thank you so much. Are there any parting thoughts that you'd like to share before we close. I would encourage business owners to help facilitate that relationship. I think the banking experience would be much better when it's it is much better when it's approached as a partnership and if the banker is being viewed as a key part of that relationship for the business, I think it just sets everything up for success. So if I had to give a parting thought, view your banker as a partner in your business. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Liz. You've certainly made a compelling case for why good business banking relationship is critical, really, to building wealth in your business and why it's so valuable for small business owners to include their business banker in their inner circle of trusted advisors, along with their legal counsel and certainly their CPA giving you the inside scoop on how to ignite more business success by doing the right things in the right way. Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hassel-Kelchner. Brought to you by Business MO LLC. Thank you for joining me today on Business Confidential Now. You can get more information about today's guest and the resources we mentioned during today's show in the episode notes that are located on our website businessconfidentialradio.com. Sometimes we even include some bonuses and goodies, so be sure to check it out. That website again is businessconfidentialradio.com. And also don't forget to subscribe to the show. That is the easiest way to keep up with the show and our guests, those thought leaders, experts, and authors who are transforming businesses behind closed doors around the world. Let them help you too. Subscribe today for easy access to the business information you need to succeed. You know, the reason we call the show Business Confidential now is because you don't have time to wait. So just do it. Subscribe now and leave a review. We want to hear from you. We want you to be part of our growing Business Confidential Now family. 
Tell your friends and colleagues so they can subscribe too. Because the more subscribers we have, the more great guests we can bring you. And the more business intelligence you'll have available to ignite and fuel your continued business success. Have an idea or a topic, a guest that you'd like to hear on Business Confidential now? Contact me at the website, businessconfidentialradio.com. And connect with me on social media too. We'd love to hear from you and stay in touch. Next week, Business Confidential Now with Hannah Hazel-Kelchner will be back with more of the business intelligence and inside scoop you need to succeed. Till then.